you little pickle drops, and welcome to episode 96 of Hunger in Kentucky. I'm Sarah from Bluegrass Bourbon and Eats, and I'm joined in Fort Lewis Studios today by um, Just Carrie. Just me. Just us chickens. I was going to say just us chickens, mm-hmm. and I had a really good joke for that too, because mm-hmm. if we could lay eggs, we would be super rich right now. Yeah, for real. Yeah, this was a perfect time for me to just eliminate eggs from my diet because apparently I'm saving a lot of money. Oh, that's right. You did. Yeah. Yeah. I keep forgetting about that. Yes. Um, Yeah. I love a good elimination diet to figure out what makes your tummy hurt. Would recommend. I mean, see a doctor and let them tell you really what makes your tummy hurt and then eliminate those foods and then start working them back in and see which ones are really mess with you. That's the real trick. But, yeah, just me and Carrie. No Renee, you know. Sometimes life things happen. So, I'll tell you what. And that yeah. are inconvenient, but she's okay. She is. She's fine. It's When you when you own a home, as Sarah and I both know, there's there responsibilities. Are, there that are things that, that break down and that mm-hmm. you can't fix on your own and you have to uh, call a professional. Mm-hmm. And, unfortunately, especially because um, I think there are some professionals who are still behind because of the, the cold yeah. snap we had and everything that happened with pipes bursting and stuff like that. Sometimes, unfortunately, you just have to wait for them to get there. Yep. But, and, you know, like, I like to pride myself about like being able to do things around my house, like small things. But just in my own personal experience, plumbing is not one of them. I have really messed uh, one thing up with the plumbing and it's still coming back to bite me. So I would just, anytime you have any of that, just call a plumber. It's expensive, but I feel like it's less expensive to just right. call one instead of having to turn around and be like, I made a mistake or... Somebody plumbed my house wrong, and this is how I'm finding out about it. And oh, it's a thousand dollars. Okay, because we had a that happened to me, right? <laughs> it wasn't anything I did, right? But we we actually we had something going on with our one of our toilets upstairs, and uh, John tried to fix it, and like he watched all the YouTube videos and stuff like that. I was saying, and he finally called a guy because um, I don't he either John either didn't have the right tool, or it was actually going to be a little bit. Not bigger of a job, but like something that somebody who knew what they were really doing needed to do. Like he probably could have done it, yeah. but he probably could have easily messed it up. Oh, same with me. I've been like messing around with my guest bathroom toilet for quite a long time now. And sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Luckily, I have a second toilet, but I'm about to just buy a new one because I'm tired of it. And I'm sure that a plumber could fix it for $120, but... You know, it's probably just nice to have a new toilet anyway. We need to have nice, new, shiny things every sure. now and then. Yeah. And it's a toilet. I'm sure it's seen better days. Our guest toilet, same way. And we have tried so. everything under the sun to fix it. And short of getting a new one, I don't think uh, I don't think there's any fixing it. And, you know, and honestly, you can get a toilet for fairly cheap. So yeah, it's not like it's mm-hmm. that big of a deal. Sure. So I just got to do it. And again, more, more sympathetic more. to plumbing problems I could not be mm-hmm. as someone who a couple of years ago had the sewer pipe in their front yard collapse mm-hmm. due to tree roots mm-hmm. on New Year's Eve. <laughs> Happy New Year. And then found out that our house didn't have a clean out. It does now, <laughs> but it didn't then. Mm-hmm. And the people who came over here, the several rounds of plumbers we had were like, y'all don't have a clean out? We're like, no, we didn't know we didn't have a clean out. Yeah, I mean, because how's that... Like, is that something they're supposed to catch on an inspection? This is now a home inspection podcast. So, so I will I'll tell you, <laughs> I actually kind of know the answer to this because of what we went through. Certain houses, that's the code now. But I think when our house was built in like 97 or something like that, mm-hmm. that you didn't like, that wasn't like, didn't have to have them, right? Okay. I think now you absolutely do. There's a lot of now stuff that yes. you have to have now mm-hmm. that a lot of older houses that you didn't have to have. Sure. Yes. So that's why Renee's not here. Yeah. Thanks for coming to our home improvement TED Talk. Yes. (laughs) We'll be here afterwards for questions. (laughs) But yeah. So it's just just us chickens here today. I love that reference. Yeah. Me too. It's a good one. Whenever people get it, it makes me laugh. So I'm glad that glad that you enjoyed it. But yeah, I did see the eggs were super super expensive. Why, why are they expensive? And I haven't been following it because, again, I'm not eating eggs right now. And it's one of the best decisions I've ever made, even though it makes me sad because I love eggs. So it's kind of a twofold problem going on, right? So first, you've got the economy. 
So we're not going to get into that. Boots and <laughs> boots and politics. If if you want to hear that quarter till, quarter till never. never exactly, um, that's a great quarter till never show. Uh, but also, a bird of avian flu um, has culled a lot of flocks and and has has caused some you know um, unfortunate loss of chickens. I was going to say, is there a supply chain issue with the chickens? Like, is there just like a chicken bottleneck? No, it's avian flu. It's a combination of economics and avian flu that has just driven up the price of eggs. As my as is my understanding, based on things that I've read. I see. Well, I'll spend my money elsewhere. Like on a new pair of shoes, it's just staring me straight in the face. Yeah, y'all let me know. Should I buy a pair of True Blue Jordan 1 Lowe's? Yes. They look pretty fun. They're not exactly Kentucky blue, but they're pretty close. You should. You totally should. Don't tempt me. I have not bought shoes in two months, so I'm trying to be good. But anyway, yeah, um, it's a nice, lovely winter's afternoon outside. 60 degrees, baby. Yeah, I just wore my sweatshirt and my scrub pants and feeling great. Dig it. Didn't have to bring my coat. That was nice. Yeah, I I went outside on the back porch and uh, in my t-shirt. Right up there in your t-shirt. That's right. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so pretty chill, chill week so far. Yeah. Um, What is, I gotta know, I'm staring... At this picture of Matt Berry, but also, what are in those little bottles? Okay, so um, and Sarah, they're food related. They are food related. You mm-hmm. need to take a picture of them, put them, put them on the, the hinky grams there. Mm-hmm. That oh, is like actually that. a that's actually a gift from one co-host of Bourbon and Bad Opinions, Chad, Mister Chad Cottle, okay. Christmas gift, and those are clearly Canadian salt and pepper shakers. Oh, I could tell they were something clearly Canadian. But... Yeah, his father-in-law has some, and mm-hmm. he saw them, and he knows how much I love clearly canadian mountain blackberry only um <laughs> mountain blackberry or gtfo right but uh yeah. yeah so he he found those on ebay and uh bought them for me for a christmas present oh that's cute so and, and he's like oh you, you got to use these but i thought no i want to display them yeah from over here i thought they were just like little airplane bottles of um clearly canadian and i was like i don't i didn't remember the world asking for airplane bottles of fizzy water but you know what I would drink one. You got to put something in your airplane bottle of vodka. True. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so they're salt and pepper shakers, and they they have this cool little cardboard container that they come in, mm-hmm. and I don't want to take them out of that either, because it's like, yeah. you know, it's a package deal or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're super cute. They're just sitting right here. It looks like Ernie's, like... Well, and Ernie has traded his uh, evacuation warden uh hat yes what is this hat for a soviet navy hat <laughs> oh i could tell it was soviet but i yeah, didn't know what of baltiski flotilla i think is what that says and uh flotilla. that yeah. sounds like mm-hmm. um something in that's parasitic parasitic i don't know yeah so he joined the soviet navy oh i see well all right then and that was a gift from another bourbon bad opinions co-host mr sean i was gonna guess if it was sean it was sean Yep. It seems like a very Sean thing to do. Oh. Cool. Yeah, sorry. I got distracted by those and they were, I had to bring them up. Yeah, because I don't think they were out last time you were here because uh-huh. we still had the Christmas tree up. Well, yeah, that's and too. My God. we took all the Christmas stuff down and so I had to get all the gifts and kind of distribute them to places. Kind of can't believe that uh, you talked John into getting rid of all the decorations. Well, uh, it was, it, it got after, you know, it got on after New Year's and mm-hmm. I thought, okay, I'm not going to say anything, <laughs> not going to say anything. And then uh, the next week I had to go back to work. Yeah. I had to go to campus on Wednesday or whatever it was. And he was off and uh, actually it was a Friday. And I said, I said, well, you know, um, you could work on taking these Christmas decorations down while I'm gone. And I came home and the whole house had been voided of Christmas. <laughs> Voided of Christmas. (laughs) Ew, it just sounds like yeah. (laughs) Christmas is void. Yes. And I I even, because he took the tree down by himself too. Wow, that was a big tree. Right? And I told him, I was like, well, I would have helped with a tree. And he was like, that was your line. That that's where you drew the line, and I was like, well, I would (laughs) have. I swear. Everything else was on him though. True. You got it out, and you put it up. I mean, that only seems fair. That's what I say. It only took me five minutes to take down my Christmas tree and the ornaments because I have a tiny tree and I love it. There you go. It's tall and skinny. Yeah. And you don't have to put many ornaments on it, so it's truly the easiest. But yeah, good good stuff. Well, 
I feel like we have some good stuff to talk about today. Maybe not the usual format. Let me switch it up a little bit, you know. The news lady's out, so we're going to try some new stuff. And um, I think we're going to go ahead and jump into that. But first, if you work in the restaurant industry or you have a food blog or anything else related to food, uh, let us know because we'd love to have you on the show. Uh, you can slide into our DMs on Twitter and Instagram at HungryNKY, or you can send us an email at HungryNKY at gmail.com. Um, we can do Skype or Facebook Messenger calls if you're out of town. But honestly, listen, I'd love to just have you sitting right over here next to me because that just makes it easier for everyone. We gotta, we gotta whip out the Skype machine. Yeah. It's fine, but it's just not as fun as it is. It's like, not when you're here sitting with us, looking at all these yeah, all bottles the, of bourbon, all the bourbon, all the knickknacks. You know, I got my <coughs> major award behind you. Oh yeah, we got yeah. the neon K. Um, you know, we got the Rolling Stones over there. We got the Clear Canadian. Ernie's wearing the the you know. And the evacuation word is yeah. still here. He's just oh yeah, over there. he's just over there. He's wearing the, the Soviet Navy hat. We got Matt, Matt Berry Barry's looking here. at you. We got some stuff on the fridge, the beer fridge for looking at. Listen, that just reminded me too. Another reason you should watch Kaleidoscope. We were talking about this on GBS. Everyone should watch Kaleidoscope on Netflix. I'm a big advocate of it. You, they give it to you to watch in an order based on the algorithm things that you watch on netflix but one of the bad guys looks like old matt berry like if matt berry was like 15 years older really yeah okay not nearly as attractive as okay him, obviously right but every time he was on the screen i was like that's old matt berry <laughs> why okay. is old matt berry in this right. i don't like him this guy i like matt berry yeah right yeah but anyway all right interesting so, yeah. Ah, but yeah come yeah. join us in the fort we have fun here we have snacks carrie might let you have some of the bourbon but only the open bottles i'll let you play miss pac-man you can play the 60 in one exactly yeah miss pac-man on for there. sure there's guitars i mean there's all kinds of stuff can wield the lord of the rings sword i don't care I'm probably going to, like, exit the room for that. <laughs> I don't want that to be how I die. So, you know, it's whatever, but... I don't think that thing would cut butter right now. But <laughs> well, I don't want to find out. I also don't think I could pick it up. No, but, it's lighter than you think. Oh, well, this whole thing is a facade. It is a facade. <laughs> <sighs> well, anyway, just come here. We have fun here. Yeah, that's the point. Just come here. Yeah. <laughs> just come I, to my house. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> we should have some more guests on. Spice it up. Have some variety. Have a good time. Okay. Well, we can talk about the foods that we had. Mm-hmm. This we can talk week. about what we did. Yeah. Yeah. Because you did you did interesting thing. Because we had to record on Monday, right? Because you had an interesting thing that you did on Tuesday. Oh yes. Um, I guess it was interesting. Um, my boss got another job, so I had a happy hour at the OBC Kitchen, which I'm really mad that I hadn't been to the OBC Kitchen before, like, last year, before, like, 2021, I guess, maybe 2022, I don't remember, but, um, it's really good, and, um, he said his favorite drink to get there was their signature Old Fashioned. And uh, so he talked us all into getting it, which you don't have to twist my arm. My favorite drink is also an old-fashioned. Like, if you want to sit me down and get me a nice fancy mixed drink, an old-fashioned would be my choice. So we got their old-fashioned, and it is bomb. Um, They use Old Granddad as the bourbon, and they, like, cure it or, like, age it themselves for six weeks in bourbon barrels. Um, Like, the whole mix. Like, they mix it all up and then age it for six weeks. But it just has this, like... I guess kind of like smokiness to it where it's been like in the oak barrels, but it's really good. It's like just been aged just enough to give it a little bite, but I would recommend. It's really, really good. But um, they have a lot of appetizers that I hadn't had before. I've only had their like whatever their bacon in a glass with the peanut butter. Mm-hmm. So, Which is good. That's yeah, I mean, solid. It's really good. Yeah, you could eat that as a meal, honestly. But we got... Their pimento cheese dip. That was really good. I love pimento cheese. And then we got little, like, street tacos mm-hmm. with, I think, brisket. Okay. I don't remember. This was two weeks ago, so you know that I forgot. I forgot I even went there, for being honest, but not because... I didn't have a good time. It was well, fun, you've had you've had a you've had a busy couple of weeks since then. It's been busy. Right. I don't have a brain, so... 
But it was fun. It was a good time. Um, didn't really eat there because it was like a happy hour situation. Oh, okay. So, so you see like appetizer on. type stuff, like <laughs> like a bunch of stuff for the table or whatever. Yeah, and there was like a hard cutoff time for when several people had to leave. So we were only there for like an hour. But it was a good time. It was good to get some like work people together outside of work even though it wasn't far away yeah but, that's always fun though i mean yeah and then you can talk about things that aren't work related with your work friends but you try you know? to but you always still kind of come back to work because i think <laughs> yeah. that's how it i think that's how it works and i hate to use that you know twice in a sentence and redundancy or whatnot but um <laughs> got the hiccups and the burps hiccups hiccups i get those a lot good day <laughs> Um, but yeah, but you inevitably end up talking about work just because that's, I mean, you see these people mostly, you know, you do now. Mm -hmm. I see most of the people that I see now three, at least three days a week, but you're still like eight hours a day, seven and a half hours a day. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes there's just like, you run out, you even run out of non-work stuff to talk about because you talk about non-work stuff at work. Yeah. Well, and the fun thing is about going out with this group is that like, we always have one person who will try to make it fun by like having little prompts, but they're all like every time we go out for like a happy hour or like when a new person comes, like there any excuse to have an happy hour. So we have a new employee or someone's leaving or yada, yada, yada. Um, <clears throat> Their favorite thing to do is say, okay, let's go around the table and tell embarrassing stories about ourselves. How about what's the drunkest you've ever been? Or who's your celebrity crush? And this time it was just, what's your favorite story about this employee? And then we just end up making fun of him to his face and he laughs. Which is fun because he's leaving. Because he knows he's the butt of the joke all the time. So (laughs) he's aware. But he had a good time. We're all smiling and laughing and having a good time. But, um, yeah, I kind of like doing that thing, that stuff, because it make I didn't used to like it, I'll be honest with you, because I'd be like, oh, I can't think right off the top of my head. But, um, yeah, hearing people's celebrity crushes is like things you wouldn't think about these people, because, right. I mean, you know them, but... But you don't know them. Again. How well do you know them? And some of them know each other really well, because they're right. like best friends. But, like, I don't know certain other leaders of certain parts of the pharmacy that well. Like, I got no one, but... Right, you you know I'm on a work level and a semi like a personal a work personal yeah, level. Yeah, like we play fantasy you know? football, but I yeah. don't be knowing like right. all the like crazy things I do on the sure. weekends. But so that's always fun. But yeah, it was a good time. Um, definitely recommend that old fashioned if you're going to go to OBC, and I'm going to go there for brunch this weekend. So all I'll right. report back on that. One good on deal. The next episode. So did you go anywhere to eat, or did you just go home after it was over? I think I just went home. It oh. was nasty outside. Yeah, I had food to cook, so I was that's trying fair. to be good. Yeah, but. I, um, I'll be honest with you. I had the Little Caesars for dinner on Friday night. That's good for a $7 pizza. Okay. Yeah. Don't knock Little Caesars. No. You know what? I've heard really, 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 really good things about their thin crust because, oh, you know, that. John's still searching for that perfect thin crust and we mm-hmm. really like Jets and I've talked about that in several places that we really like yeah. Jets. And in terms of frozen pizza, DiGiorno used to be my, my go-to, oh, but we, so we went, but we went on our big Walmart uh, shopping trip in December because long story short, if you work from Walmart, you get you get a discount card, right? You get a okay. discount, but then they give you like an extra discount on top of your discount um, in in the month of December for like a Christmas oh. type bonus oh, thing. Cool. So you get like an, an, like twenty five percent off like an entire order or something like that. Dang. So a lot of people go in and they do like try to stock up on just you know all kinds of essentials or big ticket items, just whatever you want to spend on it. Anyway, the bottom line is we were buying like two carts full of stuff <laughs> um nice. but and so i like the, the giorno frozens well i like the supreme well they didn't have the giorno frozen supreme thin crust like i like so we're like well let's try the great value and then we try the sam's club one the great value one's decent okay okay the walmart brand the sam's club which is also a walmart brand mm-hmm. is even better mm-hmm. so <clears throat> recommend sam's club frozen supreme thin crust pizza it has okay. like parmesan cheese on the crust mm-hmm. it's really good okay yeah interesting but i've heard good things about little caesar's thin crust yeah i've not had their thin crust i just got the regular regular hot and ready mm. i was like give me a pepperoni hot and ready because i'm feeling like eating a bunch of grease <laughs> and the i like 
call me crazy, I like the squishy crust. It reminds me of like a poor man's Pizza Hut. And I do be liking Pizza Hut. That's fair. Like the hand tosses. We talked about that on GBS or whatever. Yeah. It. Um, oh, the pan pizza is what you were thinking of. Yes. And I remembered yeah. that after we got done recording. But yeah, I kept wanting the, to call it personal pan. Yeah, and I but was like, they did have the personal have the pan, but it was they the, still do. the pan pizza. Yeah. You can get it for the lunch special. It's like six bucks. Okay. Personal pan right. pizza and a 20 ounce drink. Okay. Just FYI. All right. Yeah. John's not a fan of the greasy squishy crust. Yeah, but, I got to be in the mood for it, but that's fair. Um, I was gonna get some Ramsey's, and then I changed my mind and got cheesecake factory. Well, instead. it sucks because uh, you know, with all the pipes <laughs> bursting and stuff, apparently the Ramsey's out here in Hemsdale Place, out in mm-hmm. Andover, had problems, and they're closed. And we love door dashing from them. Oh, me too. Especially on Bourbon and Bad Opinion Sundays, mm-hmm. and I was man, I, I and now we can't. Because they're closed. They don't know when they're going to reopen. You can't even DoorDash the one from like Tate's I mean, we Creek. could, we could, but you know, this or was, Zandale, this was, further. this was super close and easy. Yeah. So. I think mine comes from the Zandale one, but, but yeah, but yeah, it's good. I mean, who doesn't like a piece of cheesecake, honestly? So, right. Yeah. I was being bad this weekend and eating a bunch of bad things, but they've got, the only thing I like to eat from the Cheesecake Factory that's real food is, um, the Cuban sandwich. Hmm. It's like the meat's actually really good. Like it's pretty good quality of pork and then just like whatever ham. But um it's really good. It's got like the panini press and everything. Very underrated. Would recommend if you're gonna if you're gonna get anything from there. Because most of the other food's like bland mm-hmm. to me. But I guess when you have four thousand things on your menu you can't spice it all up. But yeah, the Cuban sandwich and the red velvet cheesecake. That's uh, if you got to eat it. Cheesecake Factory, that's what you got to eat. Okay. Would recommend. Yeah. And then uh, we had Bear and the Butcher. We did. Yeah, back to our usual Bear and the Butcher. Yeah, because we tried to go there two like last week, two weeks ago, because two weeks ago. Yeah. And for some reason, I walked in and the girl looked at me and said, we're not seating. And I said, oh, I just want to sit at the bar. She's like, no, we're not seating. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Turned around and walked out. So this okay. time, I called. <laughs> I heard it. From the bathroom, I heard the Yes, call. I called and I asked, are you serving uh, your lunch menu right now? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, okay. We weren't last weekend. So we were just scared and yeah. triggered. But they had new taco, which was really good. The pulled pork taco. Oh, yeah. yeah it, was, it was really good. Yeah, I had the fish sandwich this time. I'd never had their fish and been trying to, like, meaning to try it. It's all right. Yeah. It could have been saltier for me, honestly. But apparently I require a lot of salt on any fish product that I'm eating, so... Okay. I'm just a person that requires a lot of salt in general. But honestly, I think that's like a genetic thing. Like, not even genetic or like just based on like your like body makeup or whatever. Because some people can't stand salt and other like other people don't have enough salt in their body. So you got to supplement it somewhere. My body craves the salt and I love it. Salt on everything. So you got tots with that. Yeah. And I actually ended up taking. Your leftover tots. Yeah, because I've like weaned myself, much like I've weaned myself off eggs. I've also kind of a lot weaned myself off potatoes. So I don't eat, I get them, but I don't eat very much. Right, but it was okay because I was more than happy to take them. So my question is, and this is a question we were actually talking about at work. You didn't mind me taking, just taking them off your plate, right? I, I, I asked. I yeah. didn't just like grab them and say my tots. I mean, I was clearly <laughs> done with them. I threw a napkin over right. top of them. So. <laughs> um, but there, there are people that I work with who are absolutely appalled and will just not eat a plate of food if somebody takes food off their plate. Are those the same people that can't have any of their food touching each other? It is. This person is. Yeah. I just, I guess I just don't understand. And like even, they said even when they were married, they would not, like if their if their husband or whatever, like took a bite of a sandwich or whatever, that does it. That was his sandwich. Then she, she was done with it. And John, me and John are over here. We were at Banners on Saturday <laughs> night. And I'm like, here, you want some of this burger? Have a fry. You know, we're drinking out of the same glass of bourbon because we just get yeah. one pour and then just like share it or whatever. He's getting a fork full of food and giving it to you. Right. Fork, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or I'm taking my fork and just, you know, whatever. Yeah. I, I mean, that's just, and I'm sitting there and then I was like, 
I recalled the conversation. And I'm just not, as long as it's somebody I know, mm-hmm. you know, and like if you said, oh, or I'd be like, oh, hey, Sarah, you need to try this. And then like, I wouldn't use my fork, but I would like, sure. like you know, or whatever. I clean my own fork. And a clean utensil or something like that. Yeah. That doesn't bother me whatsoever. Me neither. I'm, I'm usually like, when I get my food, I'm like, hey, y'all try this. Maybe it's good. I don't know. It looks good. Right? I don't know if there's anybody else that has hang-ups. If it was a stranger, then I got a problem, you know. Yeah, I'm not trying to let some creepist from the other side of the bar come over and grab stuff off my plate. That's weird. Right. But, like, you're sitting next to me. We're talking. You can have the tots if you'd like them. It's not the first time it's happened. Literally, people will be like, you're not eating. Give me those. Why aren't you eating those? <laughs> I'm like, I waited till you were done with them and you were obviously done done. But but yeah, I just like, it was the weirdest thing when they started talking about how they just had this hang up about people taking food off their plate or even offering food to people. Yeah, that's weird. It also reminds me of a sketch from uh, um, Tim Robinson's I Think You Should Leave, also on Netflix. It's a sketch show. It's really funny. Would recommend. Um, but there's a sketch where it's like a group of older students are meeting up with their old college professor and um one of them has a burger that the professor thinks looks good so he ends up just being like can i can i try your burger and he's like what no it's my burger and he's like here i just want to i just want to try it and he like just reaches over and picks it up and he's like he's like what are you doing you can't have my burger and he's like all right sorry 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 so then he sits there for a second then he just reaches over and picks it up and he goes give me that Give me that, sir. Give me that burger. And he just literally eats his whole burger. And the guy's like, what are you? You ate my burger. And he's like, no, I didn't. <laughs> like, it's a whole, like, weird like thing. Gas, but gas lighting thing. Yeah. That I didn't eat your like, burger. It's like, I just really, I just saw it. And it just, I had to have it. Like, it's just, it's very weird. But it's really funny. It reminded me of that. Yeah. So when whenever I get a burger, you know, John always wants some, but he'll take and he just takes his hand and the knife and then he's smashing the burger down and like cutting, cutting a piece out of it or whatever. Yeah. And I could see where somebody would be freaked out by that. Like someone taking their hand that, cause you know, there's a lot of germaphobes out there, especially in this day and age, like yeah. someone taking their hand that you haven't seen them wash and then they're just smashing down your yeah. burger and like, like, like that- rubbing all over it. I could see someone being upset about that, but. That probably wouldn't bother me either. And see, obviously, you know, I mean, after 19 years, it's not. Yeah, it's not <laughs> that think big of about a deal. It, right. Now, I would think, but like, if if you did that, I'd be like, mm, I probably wouldn't say nothing, but I'd be like, mm, I don't know about that, but okay. Well, I wouldn't. I'd, if I really needed a piece of your burger, I'd let you cut a piece off, I guess. But Or I would hold it and then you could like cut a piece off, right, or something. But yeah. Or just... I wouldn't do that. I'd be like, that looks good. And I'll get it the next time. <laughs> there you go. Because I'm not crazy. But yeah, I wanted to bring that up because I. I just I just don't have a problem with it. Like if it's somebody I know or somebody I'm related to or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. True. <laughs> I don't think I've had any other food. I think maybe a couple weeks ago I got another pizza kick and ordered from Big City Pizza. Okay. That's a good pizza. I've never had it. Heard um, good things again, but never had it. Yeah. And again, I've not had their thin crust, but they're all themed off of like, obviously like places in New York City. But right. Um, I think it's the Brooklyn Deluxe that I Okay. Like. It's got bacon and sausage and maybe pepperoni. Okay. And maybe something else on it, but well, it's really good. Whenever I hear Big City Big City Pizza, the only thing I think of is uh, from Ferris Bueller's Day Off when they're going into Chicago. Big city now, now. <laughs> big, 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 big city. Yeah. <laughs> I watch tumble down. This, uh, yeah. Okay. There you go. There's your musical interlude for today. Now I'm just hearing... <laughs> in my head thinking about that movie what a good movie well i feel like it was a lot of good places i went to i'm going to even more places this week yeah so. planning on it yep for sure for sure yeah and we're coming up on 100 so maybe we're gonna find somewhere got, fancy to go for that we need suggestions or something to do something and maybe not even in lexington like somewhere nearby preferably yeah in the maybe the suburb areas or something. <clears throat> I'm not trying to go like I'd go like a twenty twenty five mile radius. I'm not trying to go to Louisville or something. No, like, no, no, no. We got jobs. Georgetown, um, for Midway sales, for sales. Winchester. So yeah, like maybe a twenty five twenty five mile radius. Yeah, 
Yeah. So yeah, if you got any good suggestions of a nice place that we've never been to, for sure. Because I feel like we've hit up quite a few of the places here, but yeah, not all of them by any means. Oh I mean, God, no. I've never been to Jeff Ruby's, but although I tell you what, every time I turn around and I love tacos, I love Mexican food. Do not get me wrong. Yeah. But you know, I'm in these Facebook groups, this Lexington food foodies or whatever, mm-hmm. and every time one restaurant closes a Mexican restaurant opens in its place. <laughs> and I'm serious. I'm like, how many do we need? There are quite a few. And again, don't get me wrong. Love Mexican food. Love tacos. But it's just like, I don't, I'm not sure how many we need. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I don't know that I've had Mexican in a while. Actually, maybe once. I haven't. Couple of months. I haven't either. And I think part of it is that I think about the num- number of restaurants, and I'm just like, I have no idea where I want to get it from. Yeah, because it's like, I think that's the problem. How like, can you try all these? There's right? so many. That's like having an oversaturation of a certain thing, and I'm just like, I don't even know where to start. For sure, totally agree with that. But yeah, you know what else we agree with? Mm. Um, some good like tarot talk. Absolutely, you fulfilled a bucket list dream last year, as I I'm recall. Sure, I did getting my tarot cards read and listen. Yeah, she wasn't wrong so far, right? So correct. I'm just saying, <laughs> there's still some predictions lingering out there that she said could be further down the road, and that's fine. They haven't happened yet, but they're on the absolutely on the horizon. I said the horizon. The horizon. On the horizon. Yeah, not on the Verizon cell phone plan because <laughs> I don't have that. Neither do I. Hmm, good. I mean, I don't know if it's good or whatever. Either way, this ties into our next segment. No news this week, but we are going to... We found this fun article. We are going to go into fun article times. And it ends with the Hot Pocket song for some I like, reason. I, I like know. it. <laughs> I like it. So we found this yeah, this fun article that ties into Sarah's love of tarot, I guess, because it is based on Zodiac signs. So this is, what fast food chain are you based on your Zodiac sign? Yes. So I'm just going to go through them all, all real quick. Okay, we'll just kind of quickly go through What them if here, we but... started with our okay. Zodiac okay. signs and then we yeah. went through the rest? Because I like that. we looked at this article a couple of months back. And mine, I feel like, was very spot on, and I was very excited about it. Yes. Sagittarius for me. Okay. Well, I'm Leo. What's yours? Mine's McDonald's. Oh, thanks. <laughs> right? Leo rules fifth house of creativity and play in kind. McDonald's is the largest distributor of toys in the world and was the first fast food chain to introduce children's playgrounds to their respective properties. Never mind that they had to pay out millions for covering up injuries related to the Big Mac <laughs> climber. Leos are big on God complexes and getting noticed and true to form, the Golden Arches are more globally recognized than the Christian cross. Ipso facto, McDonald's is bigger than Jesus. I didn't Ooh. I I did I just said it. I didn't write it. You read it. You didn't. You <laughs> okay, didn't so it you are the Sagittarius's. Down here in November. You are and this is just like y'all y'all don't, don't you even don't know. In the, like if you in don't, the tarot, you will now. And the zodiac, you will now because when I saw this article, I scrolled through <clears throat> it and I was like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> There it is. Sagittarius is Taco Bell. Damn straight. <laughs> Sagittarius is the freewheeling bon viant of the Zodiac. Always down for a joyride or lighthearted criminal activity. You know. In kind, Taco Bell wants you to live moss, even especially when more mean more means waffle tacos. Sag folk are natural natural boundary pushers and edge seekers, and no fast food chain takes it further than Taco Bell. Amen. Thinking outside the bun from straight out of the gate, Taco Bell was the first fast food chain to hire female managers <laughs> and the only to decide that Doritos were destined to be taco shells. Despite claims to the contrary, Taco Bell meat is 88% beef and Sagittarius rates at 88% on the scale of human decency. <laughs> yes, both of those are accurate. I would rate myself around that part of the scale as well. I can well. see that, yeah. Yeah, I'm, um, not, I'm a little bit of a turd. So I can see that. Yeah, I like that about me. I do. 88% human decency. Yeah, I can see that. That's sure. a p- pretty good number. Yeah, it's up there, but it's in that like good range of like, you're still kind of cool, but you're not like a total slob. You're not total chaotic evil. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like chaotic neutral, maybe. I don't remember mm. what they all mean. Yeah. Something neutral is what I am. Ca- well, I, ca- is it, I think you're probably chaotic neutral. You know, I don't know what any of these things are. But did, did you play D&D? God, no, I didn't Okay, play forget it. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> Never mind. I've so, seen the little memes before. Okay. So let me give you just, I'm not going to read the, the full descriptions, but I'll give you a rundown on the other signs as to what what fast food chain corresponds to your sign. Okay. Okay. So Aries, you're Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> Taurus is Pizza Hut. Okay. Gemini is Domino's. Mm-hmm. Cancer is Wendy's. <laughs> That just sounds like Wendy's gives you cancer. Right. Virgo is Subway. Okay. Libra, Chipotle. Okay. Scorpio is Burger King. All right. Uh, Capricorn, Starbucks. Aquarius is Chick-fil-A. Pisces is Panera. (laughs) Some of these are really speaking to me, like the Aquarius and Chick-fil-A one for some reason. Really sits right with me, and the Capricorn one does too with the Starbucks. Mm-hmm. It feels very Starbucksy. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's a that's a fun little article, and that Taco Bell thing is just so spot on. I know. I was like, it's like they know me, and you know what? That little article ties right into the next segment, America's second favorite segment. Ready? Everybody wants to try some food. <clears throat> And wouldn't you know it, we're trying some Doritos. Oh, we are. Yeah, we Speaking got. Speaking of Doritos tacos, we got a couple of things on this table, we man. Do. Okay, so let's well, start. Let's start with the the savory. Then we'll go to the sweet. Then we'll go to the horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, the savory is a, a new Doritos flavor, which I feel like we haven't seen in a while. Um, sweet and tangy barbecue. And um, I can't stop eating them. These are good. So good. They got a smokiness to them. Mm-hmm. They're not super sweet. No. They got that smokiness. It, they're, they're more tangy than they, they are. are. Like, they're a little spicy. Yeah. They're they're just, but not like spicy in a way that's mm-hmm. going to punch you in the back of the throat. Almost kind of like a mesquite barbecue potato chip, but in a Dorito form. In a Dorito form, which and I like better. They kind of, they're kind of like the all-dressed um, ruffles. Oh, uh, yeah, kind of. I miss those. Those were good. Whoever makes ruffles, can you bring those back? Well, they're, you gotta go, you can get them from Canada. Yeah, but they had them in America for some for quite some time because I bought a bunch of them. Um, so yeah, they're kind of like all dressed chips, but in Dorito form and very good. Plus, they remind me of summer, so that makes me happy. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I can get down with that. So yeah, definitely go out and check check those out. I got them at the Kroger. Yeah, they're good. Yep. Um, yeah, and new flavor. I don't know if it's limited time offering or they should keep them forever. I'll keep eating them. I might eat these for dinner. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what we got next here? So John picked up a couple of things actually over at, for Christmas, but it's candy, so it keeps, right? And uh, we just didn't get to them. But yeah. one of them was the Rollo Dark Salted Caramel. Yeah, and um, I really, I love a Rollo. I do like a Rollo. I feel like a Rollo is making a comeback. Like, no one was talking about Rollo for, mm-hmm. like, 15 to 20 years, and yeah. now they're just showing up again. Like, they were showing up in a lot of my Halloween candy that I was buying. I feel like they're not as chewy. Weren't they chewy? Didn't they used to be chewier? Like, like, the, chewy like the caramel, caramel used to be chewier, and now the caramel's more smoother. <laughs> more smoother. More smoother. Um, yeah, I could agree with that, but of course they're going to change something after song, because these people can't help themselves to change perfect food. Change other things, maybe not the food. They're good though, because yes. I love good. I love dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. It's got that good like. Mm-hmm. It's got a little chew to it. Yeah, it's got that lighter color caramel, but it's not pull your teeth out. Mm-mm. Yeah, which which I like, and I love dark chocolate. So it kind of tastes like the ones that you get in the heart um, sampler thing. Mm. The uh, the yeah the Whitman sampler. Yes, but better. Yes. And you know what you're getting. I hate that stupid sampler. Right. Yeah. No, these are really good. Because you never know what you're going to get, and I can't eat half of them because yeah. I got some kind of weird, <laughs> like, tree nut in them somewhere. It's never advertised, but these, these are worth it. These are nut-free. <laughs> oh, so those those are really good. <clears throat> yes. All right. So oh, yes, so last last week, last week, or last episode, whatever it was, we tried, because Lauren got... Um, for Christmas, Lauren got Sarah pickle-flavored cotton candy. Yes, and it tasted like burning. And it tasted like burning. We tried it. It was awful. <clears throat> it was a fun gag. Sarah yada, was yada, supposed yada. to bring it last week to GBS and forgot. Yes. Um, she's not going to. She's not going to forget this week. I'm going to remind her <laughs> Thank you. 500 times. 
because we're going to make Lauren try it. So Lauren gave me sour pickle drops. Instant sour pickle rush. Uh, so I told Sarah, I said, hey, I have these, again, Christmas gift mm-hmm. from Lauren, and that me and her would try them. So I didn't want us to have like a big mouthful of like a chewy, like a gumdrop <laughs> or something like that while we're trying to talk in the microphone and, yeah. and whatever. So I was like, let's just try them before we start recording. And thank God we did. <laughs> because I'm not sure we would make it through the rest of this, for real. These things, I'm not even sure I'm going to make Lauren try these. Yeah, that's like, just... So I, I, Lauren, do you just like, are you secretly mad at us? Like, what have we done? So these things are like, they look like just... Balls of grass. They do look like balls of grass, and they taste like balls of grass. I I took one out of the package. I bit into it. You took an awfully liberal bite. Yes, I did. And it tasted like (laughs) ass and grass. Your fingers were like super green. Your teeth were green. I was like, oh, God, your teeth are green. My tongue was green. My hands were green. My fingers still got a little bit of tint on them. tint on them there but it it it, it, this is one of the most disgusting things and i was like here sarah you have to try this i was like i'm not trying this and like she was like yes you are (laughs) my face is like oh she's like vomiting in the kitchen and i'm like i'm not trying it but i took a little nibble a little bite and um well i don't know what everyone else's father did back in well i'll up for several decades um but my father was a fan of chewing tobacco, specifically, eh, I'm not going to say which one because it might be offensive, but just know it was one that came in a pouch. But um, it smelled, and I never tasted it because I, I never wanted to be a girl that dipped because it's gross, but um, it smelled and tasted like his spit cup. So it just tasted like a big wad of old chewing tobacco. <laughs> it did not taste like a pickle at all. It did not taste sour. It tasted like someone put fresh cut grass into a cup of dip spit. So that's what I got off of it. What'd you get off of it besides the ass and the grass? They were horrifying. The sour. Oh my God. And then when the sour hit, I couldn't even <laughs> hardly see straight. They're I, they're horrifying. I, I was gonna have to call an ambulance. Like this is why. like this is like a, a joke candy. Like fool your friends. This has got to be That's a joke. Like a prank, yeah. This has got to be prank candy. Yeah. Like I picked it up and was like feeling them through the bag, and I was like, dude, this is no. I'm not like, sniffing those. They they smell like <laughs> ass and grass. She's trying to make me sniff them, and I'm not doing it. Now she's doing it, and making a face. Stop sniffing it. Ugh. She's just like, you just like the pain of it all, don't you? Awful. Yeah, those Horror. are gross. Lauren, whatever we've done to you, we apologize. I'm sorry, but you're still going to try that cotton candy. Yeah, <laughs> if I remember it. So, you know, there's, we, we halfway got her back. <laughs> but two good things and one thing I would only give to my worst enemy. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to definitely get these Doritos. Like, I can't stop thinking about them. They're very good. Yeah, they're super tasty. Very tasty. So. Oh, show. I feel like an all-around successful round. I agree. But, yeah, um, if you like smelling and drinking someone else's dip spit, then, yeah, maybe try those. <laughs> I don't know. Not for me. <laughs> dip spit drops. Yeah. Wow, what a memory that brought back of of my dad hollering from his office to go, bring me my spit cup, and having to go to the kitchen and pick it up and walk it all the way down to the basement, smelling the dip spit coming out of it. What a gross way to be. But anyway, yes, thank you for that visceral childhood and teenage memory. I'll never forget. Sweet. All right. So to get that out of our brains, I think it's time that we learn a little something. So now it's time for our hinky history lesson. Okay. So this week's history lesson is, I think, something that Sarah and I... Uh, have an appreciation for I will say that because we lot we watch a lot of uh, we said that we've talked about this before we lo- watch a lot of uh, channels where people eat massive amounts of food in um, quick quick it, 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 massive amounts of food quickly sure. that's what I will say yes uh, we've gone and run down those channels before but one of the things that they all have in common usually at some point is they all do a traditional full English breakfast yep right so I am going to bring to you today the history oh. of the traditional full English breakfast. Yes. And this is brought to you, I'm not even kidding, by the English Breakfast Society. 
EnglishBreakfastSociety.com. Okay, yeah, because I feel like uh, Adam Moran, Beard Meets Food, eats, I mean, I know he eats a A lot lot, of them. A lot, right, And I feel like maybe there's little variations here Mm -hmm. and there, but there's like the core, like... Sure. Several things. So let's hear about it. All right. So here you go. The idea of the English breakfast as a national dish stretches back to the 14th, 15th century at an English institution called the Gentry, who considered themselves to be the guardians of the traditional English country lifestyle and who saw themselves as the cultural heirs of the Anglo Saxons. The story (laughs) of the English breakfast begins in the country houses of the English Gentry with their notion of what constituted a proper proper Anglo Saxon breakfast and their traditional social hospitality. So essentially, these people just made this up based on what they thought oh, interesting. it should be, right? Okay. So the breakfast table was an opportunity for the gentry to display their wealth of their estates and the quality of meats, vegetables, and ingredients produced on their surrounding lands. It was also a chance to show off the skills of the cooks who prepared a selection of typical Anglo-Saxon breakfast dishes for the residents and guests of the house to choose from and graze upon. The idea of the full English breakfast was popularized by attendees of the traditional pre-hunt breakfast in the grand country houses of England, but they were not sitting down to the English breakfast that you and I would recognize today, and they did not get a plate containing fixed ingredients placed before them. Instead, they would have had a magnificent breakfast feast laid out before them containing dishes like baked halibut steaks, fried whiting, stewed figs, pheasant legs, broiled kidneys, pulled fowl, sheep's tongues, potted pigeons, collared tongue, kidneys on toast, sausage with fried bread. Bread, which fried bread is still a staple. Yeah. Pig's cheek and melting pork pie. Now that's what I want to see beard meats food right? eat next. Yes. As well as the familiar pork sausages, blood sausages, and bacon made in a regularly regularly traditional way. By the time Queen Victoria came to the throne, the gentry as a social class were in decline and a new wealthy class made up of merchants, industrialists, and businessmen was emerging. For aspiring wealthy Victorians, breakfast became an opportunity to demonstrate your wealth, good taste, and social upbringing. It is the Victorians who took the tradition of the Anglo-Saxon gentry breakfast and raised it up to an art form, going to great lengths to secure the more exotic and traditional ingredients and have them prepared in the right way. The Edwardian area era, sorry, is known as the golden age of long leisurely breakfasts and garden parties, basking in the sun that never sat on the British Empire. Leading up to the First World War, it was during this period that we first saw what we would recognize as an English breakfast begin to emerge and be served as standard in hotels, bed and breakfasts, on trains, and at meetings across the country. Standard ingredients made it easier to prepare, and so the common English breakfast rapidly spread nationally. It's standard ingredients of bacon, egg, sausage, black pudding, baked beans, grilled tomato, fried bread, and toast served with a jams, marmalades, tea, coffee, and orange juice. So that's kind of what we recognize, right, today as the... The English breakfast. The English breakfast tradition spread from the middle to the working classes and reached its peak in the early 1950s, when roughly half of the British population began their day by eating the same English breakfast we would eat today, collectively turning what was once a meal for the wealthy upper and aspiring middle classes into a truly national breakfast dish and working class staple. People would eat that every day? Yeah. God well, you figure the, that's the, a lot of food. You figure if you eat that much, that caloric intake, and then you go work in the factory or the mine or True. you know wherever you're going to, to you going man, manual that. labor, you don't really you know you have a hand pie for lunch or something, but you really don't need you know. Yeah, and you're gonna burn that off anyway. That's like fuel for your body, much like Gatorade, actually. Yeah, right. Let's tie it back to last time. Yeah, it's all about me, guys. For more than two centuries, the traditional the tradition of the full English breakfast has been enjoyed across the full spectrum of British society, and it for this reason that the, it is for this reason that the traditional full English breakfast is still being served to this day in family kitchens, hotels, bed and breakfast, and pubs throughout Great Britain. Now, the fry up, which also is interchanged with English breakfast, is a little bit different. Known colloquially as a fry-up, the ingredients of the English breakfast are now standardized, but there is currently a revival of the more traditional English breakfast ingredients underway in higher-end establishments where the English breakfast is once again being revered and raised into an art form, typically via the inclusion of some of the older and harder-to-prepare Anglo-Saxon breakfast dishes. The common full English breakfast is a substantial meal consisting of back bacon, eggs, British sausage, baked beans, bubble and squeak, which is essentially cabbage and potatoes, fried tomato, tomato, 
Fried mushrooms, black pudding with fried and toasted bread on the side. These ingredients may vary depending on where in the great in Great Britain you happen to be, and are subject are a subject that is still open to debate. Um, let's see, hash browns. However, no matter where you're going, you know, because I think in Scotland they have white pudding instead of black pudding, and so there's some variations, right? Sure. Hash browns, however, are an ingredient that many believe do not belong in, her, in a traditional English breakfast. We here at the Society <laughs> believe that frozen hash browns and french fries are used as a cheap breakfast plate filler. They would. S- served by people who probably buy cheap imported bacon and sausages to use in their so-called English breakfasts. And right. who, some, some people are, <laughs> don't have the money to be getting all your fancy stuff. And who have probably never heard of Bubble and Squeak. If your breakfast contains cheap fried imported frozen bacon bacon and sausages, it's not a real English breakfast. The hallmark of a real English breakfast is locally or regionally sourced ingredients sourced from farmers, sausage makers, and butchers located in Great Britain. But if you happen to be overseas, you are forgiven for using locally sourced pork instead. We cannot always get the breakfast that we want. (laughs) Fair. So it, it goes on, um, but I'm going to go ahead and end it there because I think that's a that's a gives you a fairly decent history mm-hmm. of the English breakfast and its ingredients and how they've evolved. Sure. And um, if you want to see what one looks like right now in the year 2022, and I think he's done one in 2023 so far too, go seek out Beard Meets Food on he, Instagram because he always posts pictures of what he's eating mm-hmm. or his YouTube channel. And he just he actually just did a full English mm-hmm. on Sunday. His his video on Sunday was yes. a full English. <laughs> yeah, he's done a lot of full Englishes. But um, he uh, hates mushrooms. This is how much I like watch this guy all the time. He hates mushrooms and I uh, think they give him tum-tum issues like they give me tum-tum issues. So it's like his like worst thing and it's just him going, oh, I hate mushrooms. Why did you put these on here? So that always makes me laugh. But no one ever thinks he can do it because he doesn't look like someone that would eat a lot. Like he's like ripped muscular yeah. and he has a huge beard. Yet he does. And uh, yeah, he like breaks records everywhere he goes. <laughs> So, yeah, I check him out because it's it's and I always wonder what that what that tastes like. <clears throat> and I thought it would be fun to do a history because I know. Yeah, you know. I would love to try it like an authentic, like society approved and full I, English. That would be really nice. I tried black pudding in the fall because yeah, right? our tailgate, friend, our right? tailgate friend Alan had it. And I, we need to get down to that Irish store and get some and mm-hmm. make it for, for us because I think you would dig it. If you like to get it, I think you would like it. I wish that somewhere around here would have a full English for brunch. Like, they don't have to have it every weekend, but, like, maybe once a month, like, one of these restaurants had a full English. It'd be fun. Because I'd try it. I'd totally try it. So, yeah, if you want, like, more information, I'm not kidding. This website, EnglishBreakfastSociety.com, has a ton of stuff about the English breakfast. You can, uh, it's got about British sausage, bangers, black pudding, English back (laughs) bacon, history of bacon, Irish soda bread. Uh, It has stories about English breakfast. It has recipes. So, this thing, I was, I was. When I found this this website, I was like, whoa. <laughs> and fried bread's like, it's kind of like toast, but I think they just like, they just like kind of toast it on the griddle. Is that the deal? Yeah, I, but there's some people who don't care for it. Hmm. So I'm not it's a 100% percent sure what it is. I just hmm. assume that it was fried in like grease. Yeah. And maybe people just don't like the greasiness. Or maybe they like, we, should, we could probably look that up, but I don't care to. Um I wonder if he just like put it in like a a pan that has like butter, like hot butter, and then you just like kind of like a French toast situation, but instead of it being egg, it's butter. I don't know. Yeah, totally just made that up. I have no clue, but I enjoy watching him eat them, and I really want to try one for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So somebody make that happen because me and Sarah would totally split it. Yeah, for sure. Or I guess we could make our own with those recipes. From yeah, we probably could. That website. Yeah. Cool. That was a good history. I enjoyed it. Now I'm hungry. Eat more Doritos. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. I will. Um, right after we talk about what we're drinking, because that's about wraps up the show for us here, chickens. Um, I thought this was interesting, my drink. Um, I had no idea what it was, was just, uh, walking through the store and there was a huge end cap at the cash register, which is where I get most of my weird drinks. And, uh, so this was sitting here and they had a zero sugar option, which makes me happy. So 
I picked it up and it just says Starry. And I did not, I still don't even know if it says on here who makes it. I know who makes it, but anyway, it's called Starry Lemon Lime Flavored Soda. Caffeine free, zero sugar. Has an interesting label. You'll see it in the picture. But it's like, um, it's like Pepsi's version of Sprite. Apparently, uh, Carrie sent me an article and apparently they're phasing out Sierra Mist and replacing it with this Starry stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, it doesn't bother me. I never liked Sierra Mist. I didn't either. It was too sweet for me. It's too syrupy. Yeah. And it wasn't very carbonated. I almost said carbony. That's not the right word. It wasn't very carbonated to me, but I also haven't had one in a long time. But yeah, this was good. It tasted a lot more like Sprite. And uh, I like regular Sprite a lot, but Sprite Zero to me tastes like just gross water. Diet Sprite is one of the worst things ever put yeah, on this planet. Yeah, it's disgusting. But if this was Diet Sprite or Sprite Zero, this is what I would want out of a Sprite Zero. That's what I'm trying to say. I like it. Would recommend. Actually, kind of want to try it next to a Sprite. Like the regular Starry and then a regular Sprite. We need to try it. We need to do that. Yeah. We get up a taste test. Yeah. A blind taste test. But yeah, it was good. Yeah. So I had the Jarritos Strawberry. Normally, I'm not a huge fan of kind of, you know, what would be artificially strawberry flavored things. I like strawberries. I like strawberry shortcake. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, you know, I like fresh strawberries, fruit, you know. I'm not a huge fan of the, because sometimes it just gets too sweet and artificially strawberry. Mm-hmm. This is really good. Yeah. Like, once again, Yoritos hitting it out of the park. Uh, may, I'm, I may put, move this up into my, my top, maybe top six, top five. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, are you keeping track of I, I, I am. I got it in my head. Don't worry. Okay. Um, but yeah, just a hint of strawberry. Not super, super <clears throat> sweet once again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, I should have, if it, if I would have not been on the show, I probably would have drank it really quick because it was good when it was really cold. Mm-hmm. So maybe like if I put it over ice or something. It kind of looked like in the jar or in the bottle, like Fruit Punch Gatorade. It did not taste like Fruit Punch Gatorade. Sad day. Sorry. That's but, okay. But no, the strawberry flavor on it was super subtle, which I liked. Because nice. you could tell it was strawberry, mm-hmm. but again, it wasn't like overpoweringly gross or sweet or anything like that interesting it was I, good i have a strawberry flavored um liquid iv packs currently in my office um and they're actually really good too um for people that are looking for a better way to hydrate or whatever like i am because i feel like i'm continually dehydrated um liquid iv works pretty well and sometimes some flavors you can taste the salts in it more so then you can taste the others but the strawberry covers it up really well so if you're into the strawberry, see, you I be hydrated. I dig the lemon. I dig the lemon lime, especially for some reason. If I'm super super thirsty, mm-hmm. and if this is a really weird thing, that lemon lime tastes salty. Yes, it but does. like I'm like I'll put it super cold water mm-hmm. and put it in there and just drink it like just like in one gulp. Yeah. If I'm super thirsty, that's like. Yeah, that one I find it to be salty, not in a bad way, but I know that turns a lot of people. That's off my to favorite drink flavor, actually. I, I'm really enjoying the. I like that one all right. I like the strawberry one a lot. Um, I had a green apple one yesterday that was a probiotic one, and the green apple was really good too. It was kind of sour, so there's like a ton of flavors. So I didn't realize I had so many flavors, but you know, definitely check that out. But yeah, um, and Renee's not here to tell us about her drink so we'll just water i guess we'll just wrap it up water <laughs> it's water it's water but that's okay i need to drink more water for being honest so she doing better than me excuse me but i guess that does it for us here today at the hungry in the kentuckys and whatnot um so <clears throat> if you're trying to find us on the social medias we're on twitter and instagram at hungry and ky um, if you want to send us an email, we're hungry and ky at gmail.com. And you can find our show every other Wednesday, usually, wherever you find podcasts, unless I forget to post it like I did last week, and I'm sorry. Again. I'm I'll, sorry about that. Again, y'all, I send it. It's Sarah's responsibility to do whatever with it after it's yes. sent out. Once it leaves Carrie's computer, it's no longer Carrie's responsibility. It's also uh, something I say at work a lot. Once it leaves this room, it's not my responsibility anymore. So, it is my responsibility, and I take the blame for that. But, this time, it will be up on Wednesday. Promise. Oof. That's probably a strong promise to keep. I'll try to put it up on Thursday. Wednesday. See? My mouth doesn't want it to be up on Wednesday. It'll get up. up It'll get up. This week. It'll be up. 
it'll be available to you at the end of the week. Yeah. For sure. Um, we got a blog, too. Um, am I going to continue the website? Maybe. Maybe not. We'll, we'll talk about it. Um, but we do take pictures on occasion and put them on Instagram and Facebook. At, uh, what's that? At Hungry in Kentucky. At Bluegrass Bourbon and Eats. We got a Twitter. At BB and Eats. Um, and then if you want to read some old articles, see what we're doing pre-pandemic, <laughs> you can check us out at bbandeats.com. So, uh, and uh, hoping to do some more um, food exploring this year, too. So, we'll see. We'll never, you never know. So, we'll find out. It is only January. But where are we going to find you at, Carrie? On Twitter at GRLS Beer Sports. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We are everywhere. Good podcasts are free. Okay. Well, thanks again for listening to Hungry in Kentucky. And as always, stay hungry, Kentucky. Mm-hmm.